Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Merry Christmas, Res. It is good to be here with you. I'm so thankful Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie and the whole team allows me to come and be a part of this Christmas Eve service. I've been doing this, I don't know, 110 years, and it's been fun to be a part of this time. I must pause for a moment here at the beginning, though. Every year, about a month away from this time, I would begin to work with a dear friend of mine to put this service together, and I sure miss Ken Reynolds, but I want to pause on this Christmas Eve, and I want to thank the Lord for the incredible influence he had on all you have just seen tonight. His hand is all over that. He ministered to so many of the people, so we celebrate Ken's life. And I know he would want us to celebrate the Christ who is the Lord of his life and he's with now. And certainly I'm looking forward to sharing this message with you tonight. And I want you to know that every year as I work to develop this message, there's always a moment when Christmas hits me. And this year it hit me at kind of an odd time. We have some nativity scenes around our house and so this year I was with the grandkids and I was explaining some of the different people as part of that nativity set. Many of you have those sitting out at your house as well. And I was just looking at all the little figurines. I started, you know, of course, with Jesus and explaining this is Jesus in the manger and Joseph and Mary. And these are the three wise men and these, you know, explaining all the elements. And I got to this one. There's a picture of it coming up on the screen. It's just the shepherd, the shepherd holding one of the sheep. That, that's all it is. And I picked it up and I said to the grandkids and said to my grandson, oh, look, now this is a shepherd carrying a sheep. And he said, no, it's not. You know how a little two and a half year old can No, it's not. And I was like, yeah, that's a shepherd carrying one of the sheep. He said, grandpa, that's not what it is. And I said, well, what is it? He said, that's grandma riding on a skateboard. <laughs> and I just thought, that's awesome. That is awesome. And as I thought about what he said, I began to reflect on what our society says this little nativity set is. They look at us Christians and everything that we say about it, oh, that's Jesus in the manger. No, it's not. Yeah, that's the savior of the world. No, it's not. Well, what is it? It's some little baby. They mock it. They look at us Christians tonight and they say things like, are they gathering for that formality again? Are they doing that Christmas Eve thing again? That's what those Christians do. There's no meaning to it. And I want to tell you, not my opinion. I want to give you, not what pastors say. I want to tell you what the Word of God says about what we celebrate this season, this, this Christmas time. What is it about? Why did it happen? It happened because society... It gotten way worse than it is in our day. Some of us look and go, man, could it get any worse? Oh, way worse. Ahaz was king of Judah at the time that Isaiah gave us, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, what we read when we talk about this child being born. Ahaz was a 20-year-old king. He came into power at the age of 20. You didn't vote in Judah. Ahaz was king, 20 years old, and he could do what he wanted to do. Nobody told him anything. I want y'all just to think about some 20-year-olds that you know and thinking about putting them into power. And Ahaz was a, a wicked man. 
I'll be careful how I say this because children are in the room, but he took the lives of his children. And he was ruthless. And the people were scared to death of him. You say the wrong word, you're done. And Isaiah, this prophet, comes up to him and says, let me tell you, Ahaz, you, you may think you're all powerful and you may be amazing, but unto us, a child is going to be born. And unto us, a son will be given and the government will rest on his shoulders. You, you won't be in charge anymore. <laughs> He's not gonna come to save a political system. The government will rest on him. He'll be above it all. And his name will be called, and he says four words. We've sang them a lot in this service, but I'm going to break them down for you. There's four names he gave to him. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, I want to break that down. Because Ahaz would have heard those words and thought, that's what I am. I'm the mighty God around here. And Isaiah would have been like, no, no, you're not. Well, I'm, I'm the one who's the Everlasting Father. Well, actually, you already disproved that. And so Isaiah says to us, we receive tonight. And I, I especially want to say to someone who has rejected this message before, maybe someone watching online and you've heard, you even look up here and go, all right, that pre the preacher's going to preach. I'm going to share with you tonight what the Word of God says, not my opinion, who this child that we're celebrating is. First of all, wonderful counselor. Counselors help people who are stuck. You get stuck and you say to yourself, I need to talk to somebody. I need a counselor. You get depressed. You get discouraged. You're in a situation in your family. You don't know where to go. You need a counselor. And the Word of God says, Jesus came as a wonderful counselor. In other words, there ain't none of you stuck in a spot tonight that Jesus can't help you out of. You see, that sounds like... like I gave this little wonderful counselor the idea the other day at a corporation. I spoke at a corporation for their Christmas party. And I shared the thought that Jesus is a wonderful counselor. And when I was done, the CEO of the company, the president of the company came up to me and he said to me, you know that there are a lot of employees out here today that are kind of laughing inside when you say, you know they think this is a joke, right? And I said, absolutely. I know they do. Just like when Isaiah said it, Ahaz thought, what are, what are you, a joker? Just like many of the people in that day would have said, where is this wonderful counselor? And I say to you today, it is by faith that you believe that when Jesus came, he came to offer counsel to you. You say, why would I listen to him? Uh, let, me, let me offer another thought. Why would you not? He died like... He came as a little baby in a horrendous setting and died a horrendous death. And some of you have been turned off to Jesus, but you haven't been turned off because of Jesus. Like I would challenge those of you who don't really want to even hear this message, I would challenge you to go read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, and you'll fall in love with the guy in that story. You'll fall in love with him because he just flat out loved and helped people who were broken, hurting, and stuck. But see, you, you ran into a pastor somewhere and he cheated you over. 
You have a church person you work with at, at work and they're kind of irritating to you because their life doesn't really match what they say. Or you've met me somewhere out in life's alleys and you said, that's Seaborn. he's not who he says he is. He's kind of fake and he's got some flaws. I would tell all of you who would say that, come hang out with me more, you'll discover more. I'm flawed. But I have a savior whose name is Jesus who you ain't got no reason to hold anything against. He didn't do anything to you. And I tell you today, he wants to give you some counsel at the spot you're in. Now, you got to understand something. If you ever go to see, sometimes I'll talk to people who have come to our counseling service and center for help and guidance, and here's what they'll say. I don't like, I don't like your counselors over there. And a lot of times it's because you don't like the counselor because they tell you something you need to change. See, we don't like that kind of, I want a counselor who I can tell them what they need to say to me because I know what I'd like to do. That's not what a counselor does. See, Jesus is not going, okay, I'll come alongside you and I'll just tell you everything you want to hear. No, sometimes Jesus, he pushes you. Some of you in here need to change your ways. Christmas this year for is a moment for you to maybe pause and go, I got to do some things different. A wonderful counselor tells you the truth even if you don't want to hear it. And then you receive that truth and you grow and you become a better person. And you might say to me, Dan, I don't know how to take those first steps. Well, you're at the right place to find that out. This is a church that will give you day-to-day guidance on how to walk closer to the Lord. And I want to tell you that next steps for you might be simply starting to read his words. I don't even know what that Bible's about. Right, I said read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John and read the stories of what Jesus did. It's contagious. And I want you to understand he'll give you counsel right in your stuck spot. Secondly, it says he's mighty God. So I wrote this message flying home from Nashville, Tennessee. I was on a plane. I was sitting in the window seat. So I was looking out. It was, it was the time of day where I could see the land, the ground, and there were no clouds, so I could see it at 30,000 feet. I could see it all. And I began to write down what mighty God was. And th- this is what happened. I was just writing some thoughts down going, wow, there's, there's the state of Tennessee. has got that covered. And there's the state of Kentucky. has got it. I, I didn't know exactly where I was, but I know I was flying over all those states. Mighty God's got those states covered. And then I felt like the Lord began to lay on my heart, talk to 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds. So if you're here in here today, you're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I want to talk to you for a second. I want to try to explain mighty God to you. God, I want you to try to get the concept of how mighty God is, okay? So here's where I want you to go. What is it, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, listen, what is it at night sometimes when you can't go to sleep, what is it that scares you? Like you get fearful inside. You can even feel your heart racing because you're like, oh, I, I, and I can't control that. See, for me, I can go back to your age. It was my mom and dad. It was, it was situations where my dad would be fighting with mom and, and it just made me so anxious and my little heart would beat and I'd be like, I can't control this and I would get so fearful. 10-year-old, 8-year-old, listen to me. God never has those moments. Nothing scares him. He doesn't ever go, he just goes, I'm good. No fear. 
It's why I want you to connect with him tonight to know in those moments where you feel like you ain't got no control, God is with you right there. And he's holding you. And then as a 10-year-old, you also start to become a little self-aware. 8, 9, 10, 11, you start, you start to notice things about yourself. You know, when you're five, you walk out, nothing matches, and you don't care. You can go out with purple shoes and this or that. You're fine. But boy, at 10, you're like, well, I don't want people to look at me. You know, and then you start to notice, like, my nose is a little longer. You start to see these things about yourself, and you start to feel, you pull in a little bit like, hope. Oh, Here's what we say. Hope everybody likes me. Let me just tell you, God doesn't ever worry about what people think of him. He's not up there going, oh, oh, what if they don't like me? He's had that, plenty of that, and he's fine because he's mighty God. He doesn't sweat it. At 10, I used to, I used to worry about getting trapped, like get in some situation I can't get out of, get locked in a car trunk. That was awful thought. God doesn't get trapped. He, he doesn't ever worry about, what if they tra- can't be trapped, can't be stopped? People have tried, can't stop him because he's mighty God. Unstoppable, invisible. I mean, amazing what he can do. Nothing can slow him down. And I say to you today, that's the God we serve. That's what Jesus came to do, to let us know, ain't no stopping me. I'm mighty. They've tried. Not going to stop you. And I want to say to you today, you eight, nine, ten-year-old, we're celebrating Christmas, and one of the reasons we celebrate it is all that stuff in your life that can do all those things to you, God has you covered. And you might say, Dan, why are you trying to, why are you saying it to a 10-year-old? Because 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds, just add 30 years to it, you deal with the same stuff. Somebody here tonight thought about not even coming because oh, this shirt doesn't match. And at our age, you know, one ear is getting bigger than the other. And people are starting to notice. And God says to you, it's okay. It's all right. I got you because I'm mighty God. And then he adds the phrase, everlasting father. And this one's almost impossible to explain. I, I don't even really know how to explain it because everything you're looking at tonight and the way you got here tonight, the car you traveled in, the house you traveled from, it's all passing away. Like you look at this building and go, I'll tell you what, boy, this building right here, when we build her, she will never crumble. Yes, she will. In time. In fact, this year, again, somebody on some book somewhere depreciated a whole lot of money related to this building because it passes away. Those lights up there. Yep. We've done some cool stuff in the last 20 years. We replaced them all with LEDs. They last a little longer, but they still burn out. Person sitting next to you, if you happen to sit by the same person a year ago, look over at them. They've aged. We pass away. In fact, God tries to help us deal with that. In the book of Psalms in 103, it says this. He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Like a flower in a field, we fade away. He calls us mist. Y'all know what mist is, right? Like you've, you've seen mist. 
Like when, when you're born, think about your life. When you're born, there we go. Dan C. Warren, you're going to be born. <laughs> wow, whoa. About as soon as it comes up, it's gone. In light of eternity, let me show you what I am. A little squirt. Some of us think we're a little more important until we get these long squirts. But notice it's gone by the time it comes down. And so for me to say to you, Jesus is everlasting, you go, I don't even know what that means. That means no matter what happens on this earth, Jesus says, I will be with you. And if it's the worst case scenario, hang with me, I'm everlasting. In other words, we don't have anything among us. If we could all come up, take our moment at the mic, share the biggest thing we're dealing with, Jesus would say, I'm past that. I'm everlasting. And then he ties the word, mm. it's a real turnoff to a lot of people. Father. I recently prayed in an event. I had finished praying and said amen, and I had used in there, he's our everlasting father. He's a father. I thank you, father. I used that word. A lady made a beeline for me. She couldn't get to me quick enough. Sir, can I speak to you? Yes, ma'am. What is it? You call him. Why do you got to call him father? Maybe he's mother. Maybe he's this. Maybe. Why do you got to say father? And I just thought to myself, ah, oh, you're dealing with something related to your dad. It's not good. And somebody in here tonight, somebody on that camera tonight, um, you've been abandoned. Um, you got left aside. Dad left. So when I say everlasting father, you go, I don't get that. And I tell you, let's take the purest sense of the word. If you, hey, let, let me tell you what a good father does. He provides. He protects. He perseveres with you. He believes in you. He walks alongside you, never gives up on you, always there. Oh, 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 I'll get in on that. Why do you think Satan has tried to destroy fatherhood in our world? So that so many would go, I don't want an everlasting father. And I would say, actually, way down deep in there, mm, you do. You do. No, I do not. Mm, you do. I didn't have that earthly father either, um, but I wanted it. And I was mad for a long time, then I realized hurting myself. Jesus is an everlasting father. He's got you. And all those things wrapped together solidify the final thing about him. He's the prince of peace. <laughs> We're, we're going into Christmas Eve and tomorrow's Christmas morning and Jesus came to say to us, I got, I got some peace for you that passes a lot of understanding. And, and some of you are going into family settings where you kind of go, I'm looking forward to January. <laughs> You'll be okay because you got the Prince of Peace at your house. The setting may not always be peaceful. You know it wasn't for Joseph and Mary, right? You, you understand that that when Mary heard the highly favored and all the things that went with that, you know she had to be going. Uh, in fact, do y'all do remember when, when the angel said to her, this is what's gonna happen. Do you remember her response? Well, I am your servant, be it as you desire. Whoa. And I tell you today, if you will approach this Christmas season with, I am your servant, 
be it as you desire, you will have peace no matter what. And my prayer is that you this year will experience that peace in your families. Father God, I pray a blessing over all of us here tonight on this Christmas Eve, a night where we pause, celebrate a little baby born in a manger that is literally life-changing for each of us. We see you as the Prince of Peace, and tonight, whichever one of those four chords of words struck our heart, Maybe it was the everlasting father, maybe mighty God, maybe wonderful counselor. Whatever it was that struck our heart, let us take that message home to our families, home to our lives, into our workplaces, so that the kingdom could be advanced. And we all pray this in Jesus' mighty name, and we say together, amen. The Lord bless your Christmas Eve. We hope what you heard today has been encouraging and given you new insight into the Word of God. We upload weekly, so join us again next time. Be blessed and enjoy your week.